Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special Youth Camp edition of the Nerd of God cast. It's that time of year where we retreat to the sprawling metropolis of Waimama, Florida for Church of God Youth Camp. We're surrounded by a bunch of teenagers and amazingly qualified workers who are sowing and pouring into the lives of these youths that they might go closer to Jesus. And then when the lights go off and the camp is over, the campers are back in their bunks, the real fun begins when the group of friends that I'm bringing to the table tonight get together. We laugh and we celebrate all of the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. My name is Tony T, and I would love to welcome uh, some of our Youth Camp Podcast veterans. We do this every daggum year that we have camp. Uh, so returning to us, uh, faithful friends and parts of the Nerd of God Squad from the beginning, would you please welcome Rodney and Lindsay. Hey! Yeah. Hi. We're here. Pastor Mayor Rodney Cannon. Yes, we know this. There we go. Uh, moving around the circle, we have uh, everybody against Lloyd. It is Lloyd Smith. Hello, all. <laughs> Hi, Lloyd. <laughs> it's it's a pleasure to be here this evening. Lloyd, are you on something? What's going on, buddy? I was told it was themed as cringy. Yeah, we are going to be talking about all all. <laughs> We're at middle school camp, and I feel like that's a three-year window of your life where cringe is sort of the prevailing theme. Mine sucked. <laughs> three-year three period for good students. Three-year period for good students. If algebra is tricky, maybe three years in a summer school. Yeah. And uh, rounding out our cast of characters today, uh, uh, I guess he's kind of sat in the background of some of these shows. He worked his way up to the table, and uh, and now he is back again with us. Uh, please welcome Joel Spinks. That's right, I paid a lot of money to sit in the front row, so here I am. Yeah, you won a radio contest, you were caller number nine, and you knew the phrase that pays. So here you are, sitting with us around the glass table, and uh, we, we raise a glass to our friend Justin Stewart, who is always with us on our podcast episodes here at camp, but he uh, could not be here for pastoral reasons. He has to go and right. and drink. He has to go and drink. <laughs> 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 well, well, I don't, I don't watch him every minute. <laughs> he has to go and do some uh, official grown-up pastor stuff, so we, we will miss him, and uh, we raise our glass to him. So yeah, we're talking about cringe tonight, and uh, again, middle school camp, uh, it's it's a painful time of life, isn't it? Yep. Yes. Their voices are hard to listen to. Yes. Their, uh, their complexion. It's hard to look at. <laughs> the smells. smells. Tell so you you've got four girls and a boy, Dude. and uh, they all smell bad. <laughs> girls at some, too. At some point, they all smell bad. Yeah, it's uh, boys have that goat-like smell, and then they cover it with Axe body spray, <laughs> like liberal amounts of Axe body spray. My 11-year-old son legitimately thinks that that counts as deodorant. I have explained to him numerous times that it doesn't. No, but thus far. He's, not. He has yet to come yeah, to your way of thinking. Yet. Yeah, the, the whole camp is pungent uh, because middle schoolers. But it's, you, you don't want to be mad at them. Their body is betraying them. Hormones, uh, feelings, emotions, TikTok. It's just so many things happening for them. And I want us to look back uh, not only at, you know, as we try to muster up a little sympathy for these uh, preteen, teenage, adolescent miscreants. Uh, let us stir up our own faith by way of remembrance, and let's talk about some of the cringy stories in our life. We would also love for you to join the conversation. This is 
more fun when you contribute. And the best way for you to do that is to follow us across all the social medias. You can find us online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Nerd of Godcast. You can join our online small group. That's the Nerd of God Squad. We're on Facebook. Just search for that, or you can jump straight to it by going to nogsquad.com. Or you can be part of the financial blessing, hallelujah, of this podcast by going to patreon.com slash nerdogodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash nerdogodcast. We would love for you to be a part of what we do and who we are. Uh, if you're looking, wondering what I'm looking at... No one listening is wondering what you're looking at. <laughs> I, I am, I'm just kind of staring off into the void. There is a, uh, on, on a set of blinds, there is a string that's just dangling back and forth. And it's, it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's like, dance for me. Dance. Dance, sweet window string. And that's kind of what I'm staring at right now. So sorry. And there's our well, first awkward moment of the podcast. <laughs> ah, middle school. At middle, middle school. <laughs> oh, so, so, yeah. Do you ever have those stories that come into your mind like, like years later and you just go, oh, I remember and I hate it. These things happened. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you mind regaling us with one of these stories, Lloyd Smith? From middle school. Or from whenever. Because, oh. you know, middle school is a, is a time when it's a concentrated occurrence, but I think you never really fully escape the, the event horizon of cringiness. <clears throat> okay, so let's go to middle school first. So I, for those of you listening that have not seen me in person, I am not the tallest person you will ever meet. Um, and in middle school, I was shorter, but I was wider, um, much, much wider, Wait, not whiter, okay. wider <laughs> with a D. Okay. And so, uh, <clears throat> well, it was Kentucky. So. Yeah, and so here's the thing: At around sixth grade is right around the time South Park came out, and there was a character named Eric Cartman um, that I, I didn't watch him because of Jesus, but I heard a lot about him because they continued to compare him to me, and then also. I gained the nickname Fat Lloyd or Floyd, as they would call me, uh, and, which was short for Fat Lloyd. <laughs> and we had a substitute who the kids in the class just actually convinced that my nickname was Floyd, which oh, was no. short for Pink Floyd because that was my favorite band. So the substitute spent the entire seventh grade year that he could, would come and take over class referring to me as Floyd. Oh, uh. Fat Lloyd. Fat Lloyd. And it still sticks with me. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't look at a sandwich the same without remembering Mr. Jones. That's the end of that story. (laughs) I I, I miss the relevance of the sandwich. Well, sandwiches. Because carbs. Carbs, yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's what does that? I love sandwiches. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else. You got anything that kind of makes your skin crawl when you think about it? Yeah, definitely. Also, middle school years. Middle uh, school. At least for me and my friends was a time where you receive your nickname. Yeah. Um, nobody gets to pick out their own nickname. It's always given to you. They always called me Fat Lloyd. Is that That's weird, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so um, my name is Joel Spinks, and that's uh, S-P as in Paul, I-N-K-S. And so I was Joel Stinks and Joel Spanks, oh. um, and I received it and tried to wear it as a badge of honor in hopes that they would stop. Like Joel Spanks? <laughs> yeah. Where, where's the badge of honor there? Yeah, well, I made an email, um, Jay Spankums, 
uh, <laughs> as an email. What? And that is my spam email to this day. Um, Please so tell me it was at Hotmail. It was a Hotmail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So Jay 20 at Hotmail. Well, that was it. Now you heard it, so you can go ahead and load them up with all of the. Uh, there you go. Spam emails. I guess I didn't realize I was that much older than you that you were in middle school and had an email address. He's an infant. Wow. I'm not an infant. I'm 32 years old. That makes you the youngest person around I'm, this table. I'm an infant at this table. <laughs> yeah. Normally I do this show with people that are like 25, so you, for me, this is a refreshing change. I can mention all kinds of stuff that happened in the 80s and people yeah. don't just know it from, you know, like a, a BuzzFeed video that's like, greatest things that happened before you were born. Stuff that your parents thought was hilarious. Whatever. I am the middle schooler at this table, though. Uh, if we were comparing ages of everyone, I'm... I'm the one in the cringe age. Yeah. So, well, thank you for bringing that to the party. We appreciate yeah. you, you know, being being the low hanging fruit. Thank uh, you, Lindsay. Lindsay, you you, you seem to be a very confident, collected, and, and well put together person. There can, <clears throat> can surely not be a story that you have to tell. So for me, cringe worthy middle school more comes in looking back at school pictures. Okay. Yeah. Because I definitely looked like a twelve year old boy, not a twelve year old oh, girl. No. <laughs> For sure. It was the mustache. I'm For sorry. Sure. <laughs> Which was the opposite of me because I looked like a... <laughs> when I was 12, I looked like a 19-year-old girl. Girl. A, a very a very uh, tough girl. Athletic. Tennis yeah. player for sure. So, or softball. Soft. So, yeah. Or softball. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm glad that you found each other. <laughs> yeah, so so we were talking about that this this week. There's a lot of students here at this camp that don't seem to know that the mullet has not has, has died. And they're trying to bring this thing back, and one day I feel like they're gonna look at those pictures and go, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Like, do you look back at photographs of yourself and go, oh, bad, that was not, that was yep. not okay. I had a bowl cut. <laughs> were you given you were bowl cut with a floby? No, listen, they put a, a floby. bowl on my head and cut around it. Oh, it was a, by definition, a, it was bowl literally cut. a bowl cut. Yeah. So that's fantastic. You're welcome, yeah. internet. Wow. I remember my 11th grade, so we're a little past middle school. I, I moved to Florida from South Carolina, and it was 1993, uh, and uh, school picture day. And I remember I had my my purple Fubu shirt on with a. Oh yeah. For us, <laughs> That's right. So the button up, button up, long sleeve Fubu shirt. Uh, and I had a long sleeve, a, a long tie on with uh, I think Looney Tunes characters on it. And now my hair, when I had hair, was lush, dirty blonde, very curly. And I decided right before I was going to take this photo that I was going to comb my hair to part it in the middle, like a you know a la Zach Morris. Oh yeah. But because of the thickness and curliness of my hair, when I parted it in the middle, I looked more like Flat Top from Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> and that still exists out there in my yearbook. That was my photo of me with my stupid part in the hair. Like somebody, some one of those professional photographers should have said, son, really? Really? And they didn't. They just let me do it. And then they charged my mom $80 so we can get prints. Good lord. I'm pretty sure that we need a middle school picture of each of us posted in the Facebook <laughs> That's be, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this being an audio medium, they are really missing out on yeah, some of the so great ones. Join our Nerd of God Squad page and we'll, we'll make that happen. I want to see I want to see Floyd with the with the bowl cut. Oh, God. I 
I will find it, but I, I don't I can't emotionally handle it. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely show you the, the the share of the picture of Diane. I'm sorry. Was that, was Is that, that what you named yourself? No, just now. <laughs> just now. Oh my goodness! That's the worst self abuse ever. <laughs> We're learning a lot just look about at yourself, about Diane. The passenger mayors. <laughs> Why can't you be pretty like the other girls, Diane? <laughs> Oh, this is your husband, Lindsay. Why can't you look more manly like Lindsay? <laughs> Rodney, you, I know you, you've got to have something. Oh, oh awkward story? <laughs> well, now, let's see. Sit back. Tell us, Diane. As he cracks his knuckles. Hope you pee um, first. <laughs> um, okay, so I won't tell that one then. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there was uh, a time when... when we had the day off of school, middle school, seventh grade, actually, and uh, uh, my neighbor was was one of my best buddies, and and he had another friend that was really his best friend, and I was kind of the third wheel. But that's you know not really the awkward part. I'm just reliving this memory, and it's reminding me that he wasn't my best friend. But uh, so we had this great idea. Um, we had a sofa sleeper in our living room, and we decided to uh, have a good time and take turns folding each other up in it. You, know, you unfold the bed. Okay, so you get a couch and you pull the bed yep, out. You pull the bed out, lay it flat, and then somebody lays on the bed, and then you fold the bed back up and put it back into the into the frame of the sofa. May it may not be important to the story, but may I ask why? Oh, we were bored. Middle school boys. <laughs> Middle school boys. <laughs> school. Before the internet, this is what we okay. Well, it was either that or put on pop up video on VH1, pop and we video. had seen all of those and and. Uh, all right. Well, you we gotta, you gotta we, we, had, we had sat around and waited until uh, Madonna's Vogue video came on, and once that one was over, then it was time to uh, <laughs> fold each other up in the couch because there was nothing better to do. So we did this, and uh, I uh, uh, folded my friend up, and, and uh, he, you know, did fine. Pulled him out, and uh, I was nervous about getting pinched by the springs in the bed when it happened my turn. It never even so, occurred to me, but now I'm terrified about it too. Well, I uh, I wrapped myself in in an afghan, the uh, the right. blanket, not the person. And okay. I uh, wasn't, wasn't concerned about that. But that's that's important that to the story, Tony. <laughs> so uh, just, I just happened to have a person from Afghanistan in the house, and I said, "Hold me." He was an exchange student. <laughs> I was the little spoon. <laughs> and there's an edit. There's the <laughs> uh, so so I. Uh, my turn. I'm, I'm wrapped in this afghan because I'm, I'm nervous about getting pinched by the springs in the bed. Smart. And uh, uh, they fold me up, and, and they fold the first flap over is how it, it works. And then the the, it, the frame picks up and goes and tucks down into the sofa. So that's what they did. And, and as it happened, I uh, um, was a little bit wider than my friend, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't Floyd, but I, I, I was... Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but the way I was laying, my shoulder got caught behind the frame of oh, the back no. of the sofa. Ow, ow, Oh, no, it didn't hurt at all. It just it happened to be like where it I was, where, where it was. Okay. And so I'm in there, and now it's time for them to get me out. Ha, 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 funny. And they go to pull, but then my shoulder is what is keeping me from coming out of the couch. Oh no! And I have this afghan wrapped around me, around my head as well. Oh no! So, so I'm starting to panic, and I begin to claw at my face to uh, uh, free my face so I can get some air. As I begin to realize that I am, I live trouble. here now. Yeah. Um, and and I look up, 
and all I can see out of the end of the, where the sofa was folded was the inside of the arm of the of the couch. And and I'm starting to freak out. And my friends are trying and trying. They can't get me out of this couch. I am trapped inside the sofa. This is a nightmare. This is the, I I was uh, uh, having my own little little panic issue there. So my sister, who at the time was in first grade, I told her, <laughs> at least that's what she heard. Um, and what it was was, don't call mom. <laughs> So she called 911 instead. Oh, of course. It's and 911, what's your emergency? My brother's stuck in the couch. Oh, my gosh. Click. They hung up on her. They hung up on her. They hung up on her. What? Twice! Little girl, we need you to stop calling dispatch. No, seriously, my brother is stuck inside the couch. And so, after about 30 minutes oh go by, gosh. from the time that I was initially folded up into the couch, it's been 30 minutes, and now, um, I, the, the fire department rolls up, fire rescue, police... And these uh, strapping firemen come into the uh, the house, and the first one is like, "Oh, I got this," and he went to pull me out. Could not pull me out. Second, third, three firemen have to get there. And then by this time, my mother, who worked about two miles away, had gotten a phone call at work saying, "There are ambulance and fire rescue trucks in front oh. of your home." Man. And my mother is a worrier anyway, so she goes 90 miles an hour uh, uh, between where she worked and the house. And she comes rolling up in there and immediately becomes the, the commander on scene. And uh, <laughs> these guys uh, end up getting me uh, to the point where the most freeing feeling that I had ever felt in my life up to that point was seeing the couch unfold um, and and lay down flat as they opened the last little bit. Everybody began to cheer, and I was mortified and relieved at the same time. Oh my goodness! It was it was an event. It made the news. It made the, it made it the newspaper. newspaper. It was. It was a small town, and there wasn't really anything else going on. So there was a little blurb about how these uh, middle school boys were enjoying their day off of school, and what happened? Oh my gosh! One of them got folded up inside the couch. Baby Rodney was born again that day. <laughs> and as he emerged from the sealy couch, Floyd gave the news. Oh my god, they killed Rodney! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get it, he didn't watch that show because of Jesus. Because oh, Jesus. Yeah, either. Jesus was a character on that show. <sighs> this is, th these are really hard to, to think about. And there there's times when I, I will think back on conversations I had or things that I said and even still like why is it that we can think back on these things are funny stories and still feel like Ugh, like ashamed or embarrassed do you ever have that uh, like it still makes you like Ugh, like cr I guess cringe is the word on the inside the embarrassment yeah yes. <laughs> yeah yes we're all nodding I know <laughs> for, for those listening nobody, nobody can see your nod that's true so <laughs> yes. yes what do you do what do you do when you feel that way I uh, just kind of—I I find it's best to just bottle it up <laughs> for, for a very, very long Conceal, time. don't yeah. feel. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then eventually you'll just get triggered, and it'll force its way out into healing. <laughs> yeah, embarrassment must be the most powerful emotion. Um, yeah, because it just sticks with us forever. It does. Yeah. Well, and, and for most of my middle school years, for one reason or another, that was just kind of a constant feeling. 
I wish I could say middle school was it for me, but I'm fairly sure I carried it all the way through college and maybe a little beyond. I feel like my whole life is just one cringe thing after the... Like, I always find myself in awkward, cringy situations that I just cannot... I don't know how to operate in. <laughs> so is it special <laughs> ministry? Is it the situation that makes you kind of lose your your ability to flow? Because you're, I mean, you're pretty light on your feet. You're a yeah, quick thinking guy. But if I get into a situation where it feels awkward to me, I, I I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to operate. And, and I can't hide it. Like, I'm not good at hiding. <laughs> That's the worst, right? Hands. Yeah, like that, if you, I can't if Everyone hide knows it. that you're not cool. You, yeah. You've lost your cool. So I, ju- I just can't do it. Like, I went to on a mission trip one time, and this this may not make the cut, but <laughs> I went on a mission trip one time, and they put me on a bus, and I was the only white male on the bus, and they told us on the bus ride, we were in Brazil, and we were heading from one place, one city to the next, they told us that there was this group that was actually hijacking and kidnapping and killing or had killed white missionaries they didn't tell us that till we got down there <laughs> well that's not it's not exactly on the brochure right, right. And, and so we're sitting there and those people that in my opinion appeared to look like they came from that group got on the bus and I didn't know what to do. I got scared. And That's it, profiling. And profiling's wrong. Okay, well, it gets worse. Well, they were wearing Sandinista shirts. <laughs> yeah, and so I, in my mentality, the first thing that I thought of was nobody will shoot a mentally challenged person. Oh, no. You went full King David on them. I spent two hours, Tony. Never go full King David. Never go full King <laughs> Pretending. <laughs> I spent two hours pretending to be mentally challenged in a, in a <laughs> bus, and I'm not joking. Like I'm not. I'm not I know. I know it's not funny. This is a hundred percent true. Like I, I put my head up against the window. I curled in my hand. Like I was doing like the. Uh, I was doing all of it. Here's a, they weren't part of that group. <laughs> They were just brown, and Lloyd didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> I, I, I want to create some situation where you feel that exact same fear. Just to see what happens. I'm respond in the same way well, that was 20 when, years later. When we got out Yay. of it, our, our missionary director person, he looked at me and said, I have, but more than anything, I want to know why the first thought was nobody will shoot a mentally challenged person. He was like, that's what I need. What you did? We'll deal with that later. But right now, we need to know what in your heart said this is the first thing that needs to happen. Goodness. So, yeah. And that's not even the most awkward thing. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I don't know. This this is very therapeutic for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I tried to raise a dead man. (laughs) Wait, what? Unsuccessfully. All right. Okay. So, so okay. You, I feel like you buried the lead on this one. So you, you try to raise a dead man. Yeah. Okay. So all right. All right. So uh, my girlfriend at the time, her dad had gotten sick with cancer. We were in Tennessee at college. They lived in Virginia. She got the phone call. Hey, he's passing away. You need to get home. So I was going to be a good boyfriend and driver. We drove all night, seven hours from. Uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, to the town in Virginia that we were. He died on the way there before we could get her to see him. They left him in the bed. They didn't allow them, the morgue or whoever to take him because they wanted her to see him in the home. And so they're all super Catholic except for her and well, me. And um, so they go in. She get, 
she goes in with her uh, like her cousin or somebody from the family to see the dead dad and I stayed out in the living room and while I'm sitting there just minding my own business the mom comes up and says hey you're a preacher right and I said yes and I was pretty impressed that that meant the girl had been talking about me and then two you're Pentecostal and I was like oh this is awesome good good rapport here and then she said could you pray him back and I panicked and all I said was I'll try and so I, I went in and I forgot everything that I had learned at the Bible college. I had forgotten everything. Did you take Resurrection 101 at the Bible college? <laughs> I mean, nothing prepared me. The only thing I could remember was a Sunday school class that I had when I was like nine years old in the story of Lazarus. Where uh, Lazarus, where he said, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus came about to grave. I don't know if the flannel graph properly prepares you (laughs) for actual in-the-field situations. So, it doesn't, Tony. It doesn't. (laughs) And so, I grabbed the guy by the dead hand, and and, and I held it, and the only thing I... I'm going to change his name, but I, I held it, and I just yelled out, James, come forth. And he didn't move. He stayed dead. And... And <laughs> we're laughing. I'm so sorry. I'm so and, sorry, James. And <laughs> that's okay. It's not his name. Yeah, yeah. And and we we broke up, and I drove home alone. You and James. You broke up with the. You no, broke up because my you, girlfriend. We broke up, and I drove home alone. I mean, I've had some bad dates, but this was the worst date. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh just glad. Gosh. I'm just glad that the the story that came to your mind was the one of Lazarus, where you where you said come forth. And not the story of, of the Old Testament prophet that stretched himself out Laid across down the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Daddy! It's okay, I'm Pentecostal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, how else you could have responded with that. Uh, yeah, I feel like the mom has to own some of this. Yeah, I mean, well, you could really have gone into his Brazilian character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you bring him back? <laughs> Here comes Simple Floyd. <laughs> I mean, so anybody want to top it? <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Yeah, that's that's really hard to hear. That's <laughs> it was hard to live. So imagine the alternate universe Especially where it actually worked. Like, it actually worked. What, what, what then? What do you do then? He doesn't drive home alone. <laughs> no, but he's got to, you know, make room in the, room in the back seat because now he's got a, an extra passenger. Well, yeah, but at that point, I could just bring that up for the rest of, you know, like, if she's ever got mad at me, if oh. you got married. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> sorry, I didn't do the, sorry I didn't do the dishes. But I maybe did bring we your call, dad Maybe I should back. call your dad and apologize. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Because listen, we had picked out an engagement ring and everything. How 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 old was her dad when he passed away? Uh, older. Was it was he like was it like an untimely death? I mean. Yeah. So he got um, cancer and like it was quick. Like it was. Uh, I can't remember what. Honestly, it's so long ago. I can't remember the what cancer he had. But it it was like in August. They found or July was right before she came to school that semester. They found out he had it, and then like in like January. He was gone. So I, I'm, I'm assuming then, if she's college age, he's probably somewhere fifty-ish. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in he there. was young enough that when I saw the pictures of him and everything, he was still you know pretty active and that kind of thing. So let's just say that you you raised him from the dead. Yeah. And now here we are, twenty years later, fifteen years later, and 
he, he's older now. You know, he's 70. He's 80 years old. And he and, and you're married to this girl because you raised your dad, and that's pretty much a deal sealer. Yeah. And then he dies again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody gets one freebie. <laughs> Only the or maybe first that's just free. part of their dynamic. Every six or seven years, something happens, something. and it's time to call Lloyd. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's like final dad's donation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this guy's trying to die, and Lloyd won't let yeah. him. Yeah. Eventually, he gets he mad. Comes back, he's like, let <laughs> me die. Not this time, James. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> That was the best impression of me. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the real joke is Lloyd's not even here. I'm just doing an impression. Yeah, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lloyd left with Justin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that, that that's topable. But like, do you still think about that and like have that physical like reaction of just like, uh, uh yeah. I'm so sorry. I wanted. I'm trying to move on from this, but all I can picture is you actually trying to like fake that it happened, like a weekend at Bernie's. Theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, he's he's fine. <laughs> he's he's, he's you know, happy. You like that Buzz Lightyear scene. Like, look, there he is. <laughs> Just his hand around. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> he's my dad now. <laughs> <laughs> you bring him back and speak Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> so I brought him back, but there's a problem. Yo quiero dar a los Oh, bienvenidos. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I remember when I and church, church introduces a whole new level of awkward because if we can be honest, church culture and, and, and especially Western church culture is already a little awkward. Yeah. And we are, we're part of, and I know that we have listeners from every variety of denominational background, which is great. I love that. But we share in common that we're part of a Pentecostal denomination. Uh, not the, you know, the snake handling kind of weirdo Pentecostal things, but, you know, we are definitely part of a spirit-filled manifestation of the gifts of the spirit denomination. And that's awkward, too, if we're being real. I mean, yep. we understand the biblical basis of it, but it's still weird. I remember being a teenager and I would invite friends to church and I'd be like, okay, Lord, here's the rules today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't do nothing weird. Okay? Stay Sunday. out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago, my oldest had, my oldest daughter had a boyfriend at the time. Okay. And um, she brought him to a youth camp service Perfect. and he, he was, was raised Catholic okay um, and she brought him on Holy Ghost night mm. and there was some some uh, uh, questionable theology happening in the altars and he was a deer in headlights sitting there watching everything happen and uh, they did not stay together you never well, bring him on a Wednesday okay. <laughs> <laughs> all dates on a Monday night yeah yeah, yeah the, uh... <laughs> But here's the deal: if you if you if you can't handle me at my untie a bow tie who stole a Honda, then you don't deserve me. And my bless me Jesus. So, uh, oh, rest in peace, Carmen. Rest in peace, Carmen. I, when, when I first got saved, speaking of contemporary, <laughs> my, my my dad's my dad's name is James, and he died the same day that Carmen died. Oh, I don't know. Cringe because this is a cringy episode. Yay. Middle school, but but still, it, that, but that is true. On the same day as Carl, yes. same exact day. Yes. Yeah, I'll never forget it. 
and his name is James. Uh, straight up. And where were you, Lloyd? Well, you should have called. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, lean, <laughs> lean up against the window. You have a flare for the crate. Draw your hand in. <laughs> I am this close to turning the full. Uh, when uh, <laughs> don't say something. <laughs> I, see his, I see his hand curly. <laughs> so when I first got saved, I became a Christian. I was 13 years old, and again, we were right in the middle of not only church culture but also the middle school years. And uh, the youth group that I grafted myself to did a cross town scavenger hunt. So they got in cars with youth leaders and drove across different places looking for clues and. At the end, it led us back to the home of some family. I didn't know who they were. I had only been part of this church for like three minutes. I didn't know anything or anybody. But uh, all the youth group and their families, they were all coming together for a big cookout at this house. And they were on a lake and they had a trampoline and a piano in their house, which I thought was amazing. These people are so cool. And uh, our group, we were killing it. I took that seriously. Like that, that scavenger hunt to me was like, this is my chance to prove myself. I don't play guitar. I'm not on the football team. I don't have anything cool like these kids, but I know how to solve some clues, all right? Because I, I read all the Encyclopedia Brown books. I know what's up. So we did. We cut through those clues like a hot knife through butter, man. I was re- So we got all things back. We got back to the house first and we had to kind of add up the numbers on all of our clues, like put all of our clues together to find a combination for a lock. There was a lock box there with a combination on it, and we did. But we didn't know what order the numbers went in, so we tried it, and it didn't work. We tried it again, it didn't work. Tried it again, it didn't work. And then finally, the second place group showed up. They tried it, got it right on their first try. And I was so upset, I was so mad, because it was it was all tangled up in my pride. Like, ah, I so the best thing I could do was just kind of pretend like I didn't even want to win. I didn't even want to win. It's just yeah, it's stupid anyway. So they had a nice big thing for them, and they said, you know, and, and the winning team today, each of them get a $10 gift certificate to the Shepherd Staff Christian Bookstore. And me thinking, well, I would have wanted to win, but I can't let them know that I wanted to win, just started laughing out loud and saying, that's the stupidest gift that they could have ever. What a stupid prize. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we didn't win because I would have, oh my goodness, Uh. I'd be embarrassed to get a gift card to a stupid Christian bookstore. Ha! And and hold on, what I'm saying is bad, but how I'm saying it is even worse because I started laughing. Just endlessly laughing. And then past the point where laughing would have been a bad choice, I decided to laugh more to where I was rolling around burst it outside of the living room of the house where this was all taking place into the front yard where I began to roll around in the front yard laughing going ha ha this is so <laughs> the lovely family who had opened their home to the youth ministry that day were the owners of the Shepherd Staff Christian Bookstore <gasps> oh. and I didn't know that and I think about that story to this day and I just go as a long term youth pastor it really doesn't matter how bad and obnoxious any student is. They were, they will never be as obnoxious as I was, and I need to be patient with them. And it still, it still hurts my heart today that I was so awfully cringy, awfully cringy. Gosh, I would have hated to have me in my youth group. <laughs> really, I would have been the worst. I need to call my youth pastor now and just tell him I love him and I apologize to him. Did you ever speak with the owners of the? No. Shepherds. No. 
No. Are they still open? No. No, <laughs> no Christian bookstores are still open. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like a small donation to the Shepherds. Yeah, we all. If you're, if you're in Hilton Head, South Carolina, visit the Shepherd staff and I don't know, buy a Newsboys tape. That's what they had there last time I was there. So, yeah, I don't have a specific story related to church, but because um, he's not been a, in it very long. Yeah. Well, I grew up. He got saved on Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, uh, <laughs> growing up, and I just bounced around from one youth group to the next, wherever the pretty girls were. I was. That was where I had in the moment they would say no. I would go find another youth group. You had pretty to. girls in your youth group. Uh, I, I went to I youth group them. with Diana, the tennis player. Softball. <laughs> 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 but uh, another milestone moment during the cringe years um, was my first kiss. Uh, <laughs> that is a cringe moment. And uh, I had a buddy of mine who um, is that, is that, hold on, like, hold on, like hold the story's on. Going. No, it's, edit, it's good. Edit, edit. <laughs> I, I had a friend of mine. Um, who he we both had a crush on the same girl um and yeah well he uh, told her that he had not had a first kiss um and so she was going to take care of that and was going to give him his first kiss and i did not want to let her know that i had not had a first kiss either and so the three of us were together and uh, she said, see, uh, his name was Matt. She said, see, Matt, it's no big deal. And she just came over and just laid one on me right there. What? Um, and so I, in that moment, was so overwhelmed uh, and baffled. And then I had to gather myself and say, yeah, see, man, it's, it's no big deal at all. And uh, I will forever remember that my first kiss meant absolutely nothing hmm. uh, to her and it was just a joke so it's very uh, similar to what happened to luke when his sister kissed him in empire strikes back yeah no no family relation in this at all thank goodness uh, yeah so that hurts <laughs> there was a, a girl that in my youth group that i liked named denise and uh, i remember denise was having a sleepover at her house with some other friends and she had her friend esther call me on the phone uh, corded phone, no cell phones. Yep. We didn't even have a cordless phone. I had to sit in the little chair in the living room because that was where the phone was. And um, Esther called and she said, hey, Denise really likes you and she wants you to ask her out. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> giggity, giggity. And now, did I like Denise? <laughs> I did not like Denise. I didn't have any particular feelings or affinity toward Denise. What qualification she met was being a female and liking me. There you go. Literally, that was the bar. That was it. That was where that was yeah. where it was. Uh, so I'm like, heck yeah, put her on the phone. So Denise got on the phone, and I don't know what I said. I don't recall what I said. 13-year-old me thought he was spitting some serious game. What I probably said was just weird, stumbling, mumbling, panting with a lot of... Uh, maybe you could, if you don't mind, maybe we could... I don't... Whatever it was, she said yes, and we became boyfriend and girlfriend. There you go. And we stayed on the phone, and we talked that entire sleepover. They were together. I'm pretty sure I was on the phone with them the entire time. Even if it was just long moments of just they were doing their thing, and I was just sitting on the phone in the background doing whatever while they, like, silently spectating from afar, whatever it was. And the next day, first thing in the morning, I called, hey, thinking about you, how you doing? But things were a little bit weird. It wasn't the same. The magic had faded from day one. And then she couldn't come to the phone, and 
I think I probably called her about 47 times the second, you know. <laughs> hey, I gotta go. Okay, I'll call you back in 30 seconds. And um, by that afternoon, Esther answered the phone and she's like, yeah, she doesn't really want to talk to you anymore right now. Come to find out that it was kids in the youth group that put her up to it, that she only, they only did that as like a dare. And I, and the, the worst thing was, I didn't find that out until I went back to youth group that Wednesday night. And boy, that was the most embarrassed and uncomfortable I think I've ever been in my entire life. It was so awful, so awful. And I think about it now, and I don't cringe that they did that. I mean, they're going to they're gonna go to hell for it, so I'm not worried about it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like an extra crispy, Denise. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I mean, you know, I know teenagers do stupid stuff and cruel stuff. What I cringe about is that I steered into it so hard. Yeah. Like, that I just I just went all in with zero provocation and nothing. So, I, I feel like if I'd had any level of just, hey, be cool about it, man. Just act like you've been there. Act like you've been there. Be cool about it. It probably would have been just like, all right, you broke up with me. No big deal. You're lost. I'm moving on. But instead, I just felt like, man, I just been, I've been walked out on my, by my old lady, man. Like, you know, she was my life. She was my reason for breathing. The whole time we dated, which is about 12 hours and we never dated, I never even saw her in person. It was only ever on the phone. You got catfish. I, got, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't even know what kind of fish it was. It was like, I got monkfish. I don't even know. Um, I, I know I already had one. but that, since, I think since, I just had three in a row and Lloyd's still going in the since, background. Since, since it's relevant, James is still it's, dead, so Lloyd is still on the it's clock. On these, it's on the same wavelength here. Um, I... Uh, uh, there was this this girl that and, and her name was uh, uh, Tiffany. She was um, uh, went to the same after school thing that I went to, and she was a year older than me, and and I had a, had a crush on her, and and so she knew that she knew it. And uh, one day after school, we're we're hanging outside, and she's like, uh, "Hey, uh, uh, I want want to kiss you," and I'm like. The answer to that is yes, right? I'm, I'm about to get my first kiss. This yeah. is this is one of those awesome first kiss moments, and I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do this. And she's around her friends, and uh, so, you know, okay, let's let, let's do this. She's like, but you got to do something for me first. I'm like, okay, whatever you want, anything. Yeah, yeah. I would do anything <laughs> for love. And she said, I need you to lay down. So I'm like, all right, this is this is serious. Um, so uh, I lay down, and she's like, okay. Um, I need you to scoot over a little bit, and so I scoot over a little bit. I'm like, whatever, man. You know, let's do this. She's going. She's going to kiss me. She's a year older than me. She knows the word. She knows the way she, these things work. She's experienced in in the the, the yeah. So so I'm uh, uh, laying there, and they start giggling, and, and I'm, I'm you know. And, and here's the thing. I was I was confident at the time. I wasn't you know as awkward as I would eventually become, but uh, this was one of the reasons and why that happened. Uh, I realized why they were giggling. Because she had laid my head in an ant bed. Oh, no! And I had thick red hair and, you know, ants. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They charge you like like you're waving the the cloth of the bullfight. And and it was, they signaled to all bite at once. Oh, my gosh. And so it was like a thousand little pellets hitting my head at the same time. And I have vivid memories of of the... uh, uh, of scratching my head even later after I washed my hair and an ant getting up under my fingernail and pulling that out um, and uh, in that moment that you know that that co- a confident little kid you know he he died it was, he died that day. It, he did <laughs> he did he went into a little closet in my head um, but uh, but yeah it was very very awkward when I think back of it and, and just 
you know, she's going to have a special place. Tiffany and yeah, and, t- uh, Tiffany and Denise and Denise are uh, are sharing a condo there. Well, if we're picking out people that are going to go to hell for treating us terribly within uh, <laughs> trying to aspire in relationships, I uh, had a crush on a girl whose name was Megan, and uh, never trust a Megan. Never trust a Megan. <laughs> uh, and I had my eye on her for a couple years. Um, yeah, we went I, to school together, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> My, uh, I went to my grandmother of all people because she was so sweet. Um, and I said, I said, Grandma, I like this girl. Um, what should I do? And she said, You need to write her a letter um, telling her what you think about her and that you like her and that you guys want to be together and take her out for malteds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say. Um, nice you who. And uh, so I did. I, I can see where, where so many paths on which this story is going to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I took my grandmother's advice because she hadn't led me wrong up until that point. And uh, so I took a whole day and wrote a nice full page letter and uh, decided that I was going to give it to her at lunch the next day. And so I uh, went to school, was nervous up until lunch, um, got there, and she was sitting with all her friends, uh, and I decided, you know what, this is going to be it. I'm going to go bold because in you know that age bracket, you're just living 100%. And so uh, I did it. I gave her the letter, and she looked. Uh, she read it over. She looked at me. She smiled. Then she looked over at her friends, and she ripped it up. Oh! Yep. And uh, she actually came back to me um, a couple years later and said, you know, I only did that because I was nervous because my friends were kind of making fun of me about receiving this letter. Um, And I said, well, your time is over. So (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. The trains left the station. And we stabbed her. Yeah. Yeah. Your time is up. Sorry. That's it. That's it. Spanked her one at Hotmail has left the station. (laughs) Yeah, straight to the spam email for her. Oh my goodness. Never trust a Megan is right. The ant story is not the one I thought you were going to tell. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I hate that story. Like I don't. I mean, I physically react. That's painful to listen to. It is. I physically react when I hear that story. I thought you were going to talk about a different kissing story. Well, no. Oh, worse than that. I would love to hear permanent dandruff. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) Oh. What, what L- Lindsay, tell us the story. No, no, he <laughs> needs to tell it. <laughs> it won't be much We're better. Really hey, you found your either. earring. I did, in the rain. I lost it when I was running in the rain. Okay. Sorry, side Thank note. You were noticing. <laughs> so, okay. So, I, uh, uh, this girl I went to high school with, she was, um, uh, I mean, she was, she was kind of cute, and, and uh, we, we had a mutual interest in, in one another, and that didn't happen very often with me. It was very awkward. Um, as as a, a young teenager, and, and so um, we happened to uh, go. She invited me to go with her family. Her grandmother um, competed in uh, senior Olympics, and so she did the power walking. You know, she was one of those mall walkers. Okay. She was, you know, getting it. Um, senior Olympics, um, and she was yes. Um, so she uh, was competing in the senior Olympics. We go and, and watch her do her power walking thing. And the uh, uh, the rest of the family is watching some of the other events, and so uh, uh, Melissa and I, it was her name, Melissa and I, uh, uh, find an opportunity to kind of slip away, and and uh, we we go and and 
end up in in her car, and and so we're. Oh my goodness. Well, no, it was it was you know I was okay. This Quite wasn't th- this. I'm th- gonna have to put a disclaimer at the front of this episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, this one, this is okay. Is I mean, it's it's not failure. it's it's something that I wouldn't ever want to catch my daughter, but we were just kissing. So we went to uh, the car and we're, we were kissing, and and you know there wasn't anything else. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, we we went back and joined her family. It was just a, a an interesting little time. It wasn't my first kiss, but it was, uh, you know, I was. But at least I wasn't there was very no experienced. There, so. <laughs> no, there weren't. There were well, not yet. Different kind of man. Um, Episode so, three hundred. Uh, kiss and tell. No, no, no. Hang on. So. <laughs> So we uh, go back to our house uh, after the the event, and we're we're just kind of hanging out and talking, and and uh, I'm looking at pictures, and I look over, and why do you why do you have a picture of my great grandmother? Oh no! And Woo. she says, "That's my aunt Veda." Oh no! We were cousins. Oh no! 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 Okay. Oh! Don't you ever make fun of me for being from Kentucky. <laughs> you guys were literally kissing cousins. Literally kissing cousins! Yes. We defined the relationship immediately. Nope. That, and, that uh, attack on me is off the table for you. And, 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 and yeah. Uh, so, this part, you may, you may need to edit out. There, just for, for the sake of, well... Just I never told anybody else this story. Like, it it definitely went so far back in the mind that I had repressed that memory until I'm married and Lindsay and I are sitting there watching the news. And you guys are cousins too? No, no, but there was a scare, actually. (laughs) Slight scare. There was. She went to my family reunion and she's like, hey, what are you doing here to a friend of hers? And I'm like, oh, God, no, please. (laughs) Not again. Not again. Not again. That, that's it. That would start. I'm never dating again. <laughs> <laughs> Just put my head in an ant pile. <laughs> so, so we're sitting there watching the news, and we hear about this fight that took place between Tampa Bay, or not Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was um, uh, uh, Carolina Panthers cheerleaders and some girl in a bathroom of a nightclub in. In Channelside in Tampa, it's this, this you know place where there's a lot of nightlife. So um, there was a, a fight. These these two cheerleaders from that were visiting in town when the, the the Panthers were playing the Bucks, and this this girl was was also in the bathroom and she wanted to, to use the bathroom and bang it on the stall. The girl opened up the thing and just punched her in the face, and there was this fight. And uh, I'm sitting there watching, and they throw up the uh, uh, the picture of the girl who got punched in the eye by this cheerleader. And out loud, I say, that's my cousin that I made out with. And I said, hold up, what? <laughs> In that moment, all of, that, that all of those memories came flooding back. And that was the first thing that I remembered was that was, that was my kissing cousin. Was she at the family reunion that Lindsay was at? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. Nope. This is... I don't know what to do with this. I don't. I don't think I have a compartment for these. You asked for we've, cringeworthy. We've learned a lot tonight. We have definitely. I, I don't. I, oh. I guess sometimes you you cause your cringe, and sometimes cringe just happens to you. Cringe happens. Cringe happens. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your episode title. I lived in a town with one red light. I was related to half the city. I don't yeah. know why that's. I don't think I would have dated then. I was saying <laughs> date out of the town. Like when, when we got married. go to a different Publix. Yeah. 
<laughs> we didn't have Publix. Go to a different Piggly Wiggly. When we got married, um, my father-in-law is the one who married us, and it was the first wedding he had ever done. His name is also Rodney. Um, and when he concluded the ceremony, he said, I now present Mr. and Mrs. Rodney and Nancy Cannon. Who the crap is Nancy? And I burst my out mother. laughing and then said, please tell them who Nancy actually is so they don't think it's the ex-girlfriend you wanted him to marry. Rodney and Nancy are his parents. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Mm. So easy for him my, to... My slight little that's, contribution there. I, I, so I was at a wedding. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, I mean, just good friends, great guy, and uh, got real sick all of a sudden, went to the hospital and passed away. He was like early 30s, uh, leaving his wife a widow. And, Lloyd, uh, you're up. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I called Come Lloyd. Full. I called Lloyd and I said, "Hey, um, no." So, so you know, he, he passed away, and and she ended up go. You know, you go through the grieving process, and she uh, she met a guy, and man, just a great dude. I mean, just a great, solid dude. They became good friends, and you know, became more, and they decided to, to get married, and it was a good thing, man. They they were just they were the right couple. So our our pastor, because I went to, to church with with this woman. Uh, in fact, the guy was on staff. He was our children's pastor. Uh, and, and again, legendary dude. So, um, Jeannie married Nelson. Uh, and at their wedding, when the pastor was praying over them, he prayed and asked God to bless no. Jeff and Jeannie, Jeff being her deceased husband. Oh, goodness. And it was just, you could just feel the entire room just go, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nelson is a straight up solid like he's a mensch and uh, you know he, he just sort of you know held her hands and gave her a little squeeze and you know a little encouragement there but boy it was it was painful because the pastor he had no idea that he said it and then you know you get it you know he knew them for years and years it was a reflexive thing and but boy, and when I, every time I get up to speak, and you know, I, got, I was one of the got to be one of the camp speakers this week. Lloyd, you're speaking at high school camp next week. Yeah, I'm always terrified that I'm gonna say something that's like the cringy thing and not know that I said it. Right. You know, I, we we. <laughs> We've had a few of those this week. We have had a few of those this week, which we won't mention because you know we love our camp speakers and they've done a great job. But sometimes you say so. I'll give one example. One of our speakers, I, I, I won't give an example of, of him. <laughs> I'll give an example of me. One time I was leading a college ministry. It was uh, several years ago, about five or six, six years ago. Uh, I'm speaking on Sunday night to a college group, and um, I'm praying at the end of the service that they would engage with God on a deeper level outside of church in their everyday life, whether they're you know, at school, whether they're you know, at their jobs, or whether they're just you know, home, having a little Netflix and chill. <laughs> I didn't know what Netflix and chill meant. I had heard it, and I thought, that's a cool term. I like that. Just hanging out at the house, watching a little Netflix, chilling. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> the college students... To which I was ministering, they knew what it meant. Yep. Netflix and chill means we're going to put a show on Netflix and then we're going to not watch it because we'll be engaged in some other things uh, of an amorous nature. Um, me not knowing that, immediately I could sense in the room a change. And I opened my eyes. There, there's this great girl, Trisha from, from Lead, sitting in the front row. Trisha is a gem. And... She just looks up and makes eye contact with me, and I immediately knew that I said the wrong thing. So now I, ha I have this like micro, like 
panic of do I need to start like saying more things to cover it up? Should I wrap the prayer? Do I <laughs> put just the, pull the shovel shirt? down? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I remember one time when I was younger, I, I was in, in school and I, I said a I accidentally said a cuss word, and it wasn't a, a you know a super heavy cuss word, but then afterwards. I kept like trying to re-say it, but say the clean version of it, but kind of say the clean version of it, kind of like it sounded like the cuss word, so people might think that that's the way that I normally say. I was like, darn! That's the way I say darn, by the way, is darn! <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I always say it. And I'm going to say it a lot now, so you know that that's how I always say it. Nobody was fooled, but that was my way of sort of just throw a little more on the pile. It'll be fine. No one will notice. Everyone noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> what do you do I, if you've got a kid? You know, we got these middle schoolers, and they're going through these seasons, and and we've all had our fair share, mostly Rodney, of, bad, <laughs> of tough moments. <laughs> you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You guys saw a few good men, right? It was a good movie. I was nine when that movie came out. Were you really? Yeah, nine years old. Joel wasn't even born. (laughs) Neither were the kids in middle school. Um, Please edit that part out. I will not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what do you say? What what would you say if you were there with 13-year-old you? If you could sit down, 13-year-old you comes to youth camp and you're a leader. And they're sharing these stories about just the absolute stomach-dropping, identity-crushing, terrible experience that they've had. What would you tell them as a spiritual leader how they can get through this crushing cringe? Do not try to bring him back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. The thing, <laughs> the thing has already Study happened. Study your family tree. <laughs> The thing has already happened. It's over and done with. So the mistakes have been made. It, you know, the ant bites are there, whatever. But uh, but what do you what do you tell to the young heart that's that's struggling with the sting and the embarrassment and the shame that goes along with it? How do you minister to them uh, as as a Christian leader? It gets better. You know, there, I've thought many times what I would tell myself in that age, and 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 that's one of the things. I, you know, other than get a haircut, um, I would I would tell myself that it, it gets better and. Not that you will be free of, of gaffes and, and, and mistakes because, you know, just about every time I think that I've got my stuff together and I, you know, uh, have success and, and I, I, I'm, I'm a grown-up, um, you know, three weeks ago or two weeks ago, I got up and preached with my fly down the end. No <laughs> way. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dude, they pointed post, it out. He posted yep. a picture of it. and I'm gonna tell I you, didn't I'll, post a picture somebody of Somebody did. No. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, as you say, because I saw it and laughed out loud at the restaurant. So yeah. I was like, oh man, well, that yeah, sucks. I mean, because the problem was, I, I you know, they, they told me, they said, you know, the, the, the issue is is that you uh, put your hands in your pockets, and that's when it, we realized. Um, so I would tell my 13 year old self, or, or, you know, whatever, seventh grade uh, um, uh, Diane, um, that, that it, it does get better. That, yes, kids are cruel, and, and you do things to. To, to try to make up for it, you know. So one of the things is I tried to be funny because I, I, I felt lacking in other areas, and and I would say just these ridiculous things, and and there's so many cringeworthy moments that I've forgotten. Um, so that's that's what I would tell myself is that it does get better, and that that you know, you you won't ever stop making mistakes. You you'll just learn how to how to move and roll with them. I mean, it does get better, but that's like. Uh... 
a, a teenage kid saying, hey, pray that my skin will clear up. I mean, eventually it will. Uh, pray that pray that my voice. Dude, we had a kid tonight. Oh, man, it was awesome. Right? Oh, my goodness. He, he gave a pickup line, and he was like, if you were a McDonald's sandwich, you would be a McGorgeous. <laughs> Give that kid a pair of Crocs and you're pretty much gaining that he, he's going to take the purity promise <laughs> whether he wants to or not. <laughs> you know, Justin Stewart wears Crocs. <laughs> uh, yes. No, but, 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 you know, they, they want, you know, you, you say it's going to get better, but like the time between seventh grade and when it gets better might as well be three lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would tell him God ordains even the awkward times. Yeah. Because the cringy things that even that we're laughing about now, I didn't know it then, but it was my sermon preparation for later. Yeah. And so not being able to raise James back from the dead has allowed me to get up and actually preach and connect with people that pray for things that mm. didn't happen. Yeah. And how do, how do you remain faithful and know that God loves you yeah. when your prayers don't seem to be answered or um, acting a complete fool out of fear for two hours and losing credibility um, <laughs> and uh, and all sorts of, you know, that kind of stuff um, that even though it feels like it's a lifetime it's a preparation for what you will do in your lifetime yeah, and so yeah, that's excellent that's yeah, I mean, I think, uh, first of all, I think the 13-year-old version of myself wouldn't listen to whatever I was going to say. Um, but, you know, all of my cringeworthy moments, I'm sure for other people at this table and those who are listening, um, just seems like it's the end of the world yeah. when those things are happening. And, you know, I would, in some better way than what I'm going to say, try and explain to a younger version of myself that in that time... Man, just worry about figuring out who you are in Christ, um, because it was it was in those really cringeworthy, embarrassing moments um, that you know we're just reshaping our identity. Um, we become our failures. We become you know our shortcomings, and uh, you know for me those failures and shortcomings still happen. I mean you know we still preach with our fly open, and we still um, you know say Netflix and whatever and um, you know chill Uh, and so I think those moments happen but they just become a little more bearable because we know who we are um, and we can accept that yeah so it's hard when we're living by other people's standards too yeah you know because because a lot of our cringe moments come from us thinking about what other people think about us or us falling short of our own kind of standards instead of being reminded that God has a plan for us God has a purpose for us and that we're accepted even in our failures, yeah. you know, and you know, we do things because we want to be right. And when we're not, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. What will people think? I had I had a guy. He was on on our show here a while ago. A friend of mine who was um, I haven't seen in you know twenty five years. And one of the last times we hung out, I did something. And again, twenty five year ago, me. I mean, this is you know young me. And I did something that was so dumb and thoughtless and not mean, just stupid. And. Uh, Boy, I embarrassed myself. And for 25 years, I thought about this story and just put a pit in my stomach of just like, I just looked like a real tool to this guy. 
and he was on the show a couple months ago and I was interviewing him and I said, hey, I just want to bring this thing up. And I told him about the story and he goes, well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I've been thinking about that for the past 25 years and really, he's like, no, I never gave it a second thought. I, it, it, yeah. Like, wasn't even a thing for me. Yeah. You know, like, like we make this such a big deal, but, you know, I wonder what the other people really think about it. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time I think they're just so busy worried about like if they're embar- being embarrassed in front of other people. They don't care about you. They're dealing with their own levels of cringe. Yeah, everybody's looking in the mirror and nobody has any idea yeah. that everybody else is struggling with the same thing. Yep, yep. And the people that see you with your fly down, all they are is just glad that it wasn't them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's really, really why I was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that picture, I was like, oh man, I was talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my hope is that my cousin never thought about that again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if she got punched enough by that cheerleader hard enough, she probably don't remember much. So, who even knows? It sounds like she made a whole string of great life choices after that. Oh, my God. I hope she hears this. <laughs> I hope she's listening. <laughs> uh, do you think that that girl ever remembers? I mean, it, it, oh, I'm oh, sure. Oh, oh. I'm sure it comes up periodically. There's no way it doesn't. Hey, remember that guy that tried to preach? Papa back to life or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it comes up. I'm laughing stock to that family. At least once a year. Yeah, yeah, the anniversary of his death. <laughs> my my son is is sitting close by. I, 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 we're gonna play a, a game here in a minute, but I I want to share a story that my son hates me for. Um, there was a girl named Deanna. Most of these stories for for us it seems to involve uh, members of. Lindsay hasn't shared anything. I yeah, said that yeah. earlier. Yeah, she did when she was called my mother's name. That's, that's not her thing. I'm going to share a picture on Facebook. <laughs> I promise you it's enough. Okay. Uh, so this girl, Deanna, um, <laughs> I knew her from when I lived in Virginia. And we didn't, you know, whatever. Didn't really hit it off too, too much. We went to school together. Uh, but I took a little bit of a shine to her. You know, just kind of whatever. So we moved away. We're living in South Carolina now. And my mom's friend comes to visit us from Virginia and Deanna is her babysitter, so she brings Deanna with her along with the child. And uh, now it's like, oh, this is my this is my friend from out of town. This is my chance to, you know, really showcase and act like I'm something or other, you know. And uh, we, I spent a lot of time with Deanna. This was, you know, early '90s. I'm probably 14 or so, and took her to the mall. And like, first off, what I did was I found myself the best choicest real estate right in the middle of the friend zone and I just set up shop there (laughs) I'm familiar with that zip code (laughs) it's like do you want to go to the mall I'll go shopping with you so there I am in all the stores that I hate just acting so interested in everything she's doing because that's the way to win their hearts and uh, boy it it just wasn't and I was looking for some point of connection something that we could just have any, any spark the faintest spark and uh, as we came back, we're hanging out, and I had my Nintendo in my room, my original Nintendo Entertainment System. And uh, she's like, oh, I remember my, playing those. That, that's a lot of fun. And, and I'm like, oh, you like playing video games? She goes, yeah, you know. She didn't like playing video games. She just had played a video game before. But that was the only spark. That was the spark I needed. That was my inroad. And I said, oh, you like this? Hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And I went in my closet, and I pulled out a, a little canvas tote bag. And I unhooked my Nintendo, and I put it in that bag, and I took every one of my games, about 45 Nintendo games, and I put it in this bag, and I said, I want you to have this. 
And she's like, no, that's okay. And I went, no, no, I insist. And I gave her my Nintendo and all of my games because I wanted her to, what, like me for the day that she was going to be in my state before she went back to her state? What was my plan here? I don't know. But my son hates me because by all rights, that was his Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) And somewhere, Deanna from Lake Monticello, Virginia, has it, had it, pawned it, sold it, tossed it in the garbage, gave it to the kid she was babysitting. I don't know. But the point is, I don't have it anymore. Neither does my son. And that's all because I just wanted her to like me. We at the Nerd of God cast like you. We here at the Why Mama Youth Camp like you. You don't have to do stupid things. You don't have to give up valuable things. You don't even have to raise the dead for us to like you. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) And God, God likes you too. God made you special and he loves you very much. So if you're feeling cringy and you feel like you're just ashamed, embarrassed, you can never show your face to the light of day again, you keep moving forward. You keep pressing on because it does get better. It's going to be okay and you are okay and loved right now exactly as you are can I get an amen from the congregation amen and we're all looking forward to seeing Lindsay's picture posted on Facebook so that she can be a part of this cringe fest as well who wants to play a game yeah. me I'm in. yay alright this is a game called the awkward storyteller and the point of this game is this I'm going to give you guys a prompt card and the prompt card has a story starter on it and the rest of you will have question cards that can you, you can you can if you want question cards that you will ask of the storyteller and it'll have a word or letter or a number something on your question card so your your question has to involve whatever is on your question card and then they'll have to elaborate on their story based on the question that you ask them so is this a real thing like you no, this is a, true story? a fake fake made up story yeah we're, we're making made up stories pretend stories thank you fiction it means pretend fiction don't you know your dewey decimal system yep all right so, um, I guess Lloyd will start for us then. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, so, Lloyd, tell us your story prompt, and then you'll start telling us a story, and then we will, one by one, ask, uh, ask you questions, and you'll elaborate on your story. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the prompt is, I am not who you think I am. Fantastic. Take us on a trip, Lloyd. <laughs> And then we'll ask you questions. Well, how long does the trip have to be? <laughs> till, till, till we get curious enough to ask you questions. Okay. So we just interject at random? Yeah, we'll just... I am not okay. who you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have, you, to, you have ask to ask him a question. question. With that word. Oh. Uh, huh. So do I start the trip over? Have we started the trip? I don't know. I feel like you just read the card twice. <laughs> But it's very, it's very intriguing. Yeah. I'm building something here. There's a thought. I am not who you think I am. I am someone else. <laughs> someone else. So. You're an imposter. I am an imposter. <gasps> an imposter? Yes. Would you say that you are a larger person than we think you are? Or would you say that you are a smaller person than we you think we are? <laughs> Depends am, on what age. I am a much... Oh, that's funny, you jerk. <laughs> so, I am a much smaller... Pr- oh my gosh, I just thought of another cringy story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
stand-up comedian. <laughs> was this before or after you were a professional, professional wrestler? wrestler? This was before. You have lived quite a life, Lloyd. Well, it's just a lot of failures. <laughs> Wrestle people, tell jokes, raise the dead. <laughs> and I didn't do well at any of them. No. So, I was um, a stand-up comedian, and I tried to do that for a few months, and I got involved in a talent competition that was like a stand-up comedy thing in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And um, that night, I, each each person had like five to seven minutes to do their set, and it, also in the competition was a, um, a, a, a midget, <laughs> a, little a, a little person lady. <laughs> And uh, she was very vulgar. Uh, she had a really <laughs> vulgar routine. And it was awful. I mean, it was so bad. And, I mean, it was, it was hard to listen to because it was, oh, God, it was terrible. Anyway, I was next. And, and um, does, when does, do I just stop and ask for questions? No, okay. no, no. no. Okay. Tell well, you're telling your story. Right. Okay. But this is actually part of the game now, even if it's based <laughs> yep. in truth. So yeah. you guys you know, can jump, in, now. jump in with questions anytime you want. So He's the one who has to improvise. What kind of jokes were she telling? Oh, the card, oh. Is, the card is joke. Bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Things that should not be said on the Nerd of God cast <laughs> or any cast, <laughs> by, for that matter. By anyone of any size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and so she did her routine, and then after it was over, she walked off. I was standing kind of on the wings, and the MC or the host or whatever looked over and saw me standing there and said, out of his mouth, in IRL, in real life, said, oh, we got another one. Oh, 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 oh. Another tiny person. And I, Did it bring tears to your eyes? It brings tears to my eyes now. Thinking about tears it. Tears being the choice word there. Yeah, tears. And it, 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 I was. I bet you wanted to slap both of them. Yeah, I did, but. Slap is the word. Yeah, slap. That and, wasn't, and, wasn't really a question, but that's okay. Yeah. No, I wanted to slap everyone because when I came out, they, they all were laughing. And the host actually saw my name and introduced me as Lil Lloyd. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so many great new nicknames coming out of was, this particular was that episode. Lil with an I or a Y? No Y. L I L. Like John, but without the what. Okay? And so yeah. I went in, did my routine, did the best that I could, you know, that kind of thing. And then I even got announced as like one of the honorable mentions and that kind of thing. But she won. The whole thing. And after it was over, she walked up to me and I, it wasn't a high five. I'm not being mean, but it was, it was her, you know, it was medium five at best. How, how tiny was she compared to you in those times? Tiny being the operative word there. Tinier by... Like the, there was a significant difference. Yeah, yeah. Two. I mean, like, look, I'm not... Okay, here's the funny thing. I'm not tall. Ha ha. <laughs> but she was like really not tall. Like there was... I mean, it was, it was it was obviously a condition, and uh, and so, but she we we was did it our an itchy condition. Well, no, I mean, there's not like there wasn't like spray or anything that they could use for it or anything like there was no cream that would help. And so we 
Was, <laughs> did you interact with her personally? Yes. So after it was over, was she, she flirty with you? No. Like like you weren't really her type. No, no oh, I type uh, being the word. No, yeah, I definitely. So there was absolutely no touching. Also, but there was touching, touching being another word. We, we did the high five. The low and, five. Yeah, the low five. And she, this was the words that came out of her mouth. Said, "I'm so happy that you're joining stand up." And because in my routine, I brought up with this guy. I was kind of new at it. And she, said, I'm so happy you're doing stand up. Blah blah. And she goes, "We need to stick together." We being the the little ones, the little, little, and little Floyd. I remember being so mad that I go back and rethink of my routine, and I'm pretty sure it was seven minutes of just yelling at the audience for being so and trying to convince them that I was bigger or taller than what I really was. The reality was I was something else entire. I was not who I was trying to present to them. End of story. Fantastic. Great job. Thanks. Nobody else has to play. And this has been this year's episode of Everyone vs. Lloyd. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, For all of us here at the Dirty Godcast, thank you so much for joining us for this very special youth camp episode for Rodney and Lindsay Cannon. Hey, we're done. <laughs> Joel Spinks. That's right, I'm not a professional, but I am a veteran. And Lil Lloyd Smith. You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Tony T. Follow us across all the social medias. We'll see you guys next time at Youth Camp. Until then, we ain't gotta go home. Hope y'all get rashes. Stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Middle school camp. <laughs>